Welcome everybody to Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. If you haven't already, go check out our YouTube channel and Instagram account. Follow us and subscribe on both of those. And if you have any questions, email me at commonsensechristianitypodcast at gmail.com or just DM me on Instagram and I will get to your question as soon as possible. We thank God for everything he has done and everything he is going to do. Our verse of the day comes from Galatians 5.1 for freedom. Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Amen to that. Paul describes things very, very uh, well and helps me as a Christian understand biblical theology. The letters of Paul are arguably some of the greatest works in Christian theology, in my opinion. Uh, So I'm going to discuss... Something my uh, good friend Sean McCraney uh, of Heart of the Matter, go check out his YouTube channel. Uh, I'm going to discuss what he said, and it's one of the few disagreements I have with him. But we must remember we ought to have disagreements with our fellow brothers and sisters. But at the end of the day, we all believe that Christ is the only way to salvation. And that is the important thing. So I wrote on on his... um, YouTube channel on one of his YouTube videos, his most recent one. Recently on my podcast, I've been dealing with the issue of animal captivity, specifically dealing with SeaWorld and its killer whales. It's a topic of great interest to me. I was wondering what your opinion on it is, and have you ever seen the documentary Blackfish? So, he responds to it on on his show, and he, he doesn't really have an opinion on it, which is... Totally fine. I understand that. It's not of great interest to all people. But he eventually goes into this, that we are not of this world. So necessarily, it is not a problem for Christians. And Sean, uh, willing to have you on again to have this conversation. Uh, But I, I find it, I don't agree with that at all. Yes, we are supposed to not worry about the things of this world. Yes, we are supposed to... Uh, not uh, evolve Christianity with politics and all that. But I still find it of great importance that we as Christians stand up for what is right regarding God's creation, whether it's dealing with slavery, whether it's dealing with animal rights or, or whatnot. I think we have to be very, very careful with how we represent this particular issue. And again, I still respect Sean. Still a great friend, a great guy who says a lot of great things and stands up for the gospel more than I do. But I, I ask that uh, I'm trying to describe this in the most popular, proper way possible. Um, I think we have to be very careful when we say that. Because if we as Christians don't stand up against injustices that happen in this world, then who will? And I think if large, intelligent, very sophisticated animals are being uh, mistreated, then we should uh, stand up. We should, as Christians... Say, you are treating God's creation wrongly, and you must stop immediately. Now, again, this is a principle we have to be very careful in. And this is leading us into our topic for today's podcast. But I ask you guys to consider that and consider what is the limiting factor on this. 
if we cannot stand up for the animal abuse, then can we stand up for abuse against fellow human beings? I know there's a difference, but what is the limiting principle that guides us in while we are involved in the world? Now, I know the Bible says we aren't supposed to be, but we are. That's a undeniable fact. We work in the world. We live in the world. But us spiritually need to be separated. But that does not mean that we should not stand up against injustices going on in this world. Moving on, I'm moving on to more of a story unrelated to Christianity today. So uh, last week, I, I talked a bit about my opinions on animal captivity, specifically relating to orcas and all that. And I've been having discussions with people on Instagram, and hopefully I can get some of them on the podcast about it. So I mentioned this last week. Uh, there were, I'm sure all of y'all have seen Free Willy. So the whale on that, his name was Keiko. And what happened was, and I, they, t- they took him from his original aquarium, the film, he was in Mexico, I believe. They took him to Oregon to try and train him and get him ready to release from the wild because of public pressure. And it leads me to think about, is this what we should, is this what we should do for today's uh, killer whales in captivity, specifically with SeaWorld and all that? Uh, so this article says, Willie was never really set free. The killer whale star from the Hollywood movie Free Willie has to be cared for by humans even after he was released, and he was never successfully integrated with his wild kin. Researchers now say attempts to return him to the wild were misguided. We believe the best option for Willie was uh, the open pen he had in Norway with care from his trainers, said uh, Melanie S- Simon of the Greenland Institute of Natural Resources, who participated in efforts to reintegrate this, this, I can't even say that word, in the wild, and is the lead author of the study. He could swim as much as he wanted to, and had plenty of frozen herring, which he was very fond of. The people that he was attached to kept him active. The killer whale, whose real name was Keiko, died in December 2003 at about 26 years old, despite efforts to integrate him with wild killer whales in Iceland towards the end of his life. He proved unable to interact with them or find food. And this leads me uh, personally to say that releasing them, uh, as described in the documentary Blackfish, let the young ones be free and the older orchids be sent to a sanctuary. Well, the younger ones have only seen captivity at SeaWorld specifically. They've only seen captivity. Those walls that they are surrounded by is all that they know. So that wouldn't be the proper and uh, decision. That's abusive. If you're going to set out a whale that has never seen these things, that doesn't know how to hunt, doesn't know how to use its echolocation properly, all these things. Uh, but again, it leads me back to the original points that I am making, because this is a podcast about Christianity and religion. You may be asking, Ethan, why are you talking about this? What does this have to do with God, with the Bible, with Christians in today's lives and our culture? It has to do with the fact that we as humans have mistreated and abused the creation that God has blessed us with. So, looking at it now with a new perspective, something that I'm passionate about, not only as a Christian, but just as a human being myself, 
looking at it from this perspective, I wanted to relate it back to today how we treat animals in society. Now, again, I've had this discussion with numerous people, and Sean mentioned it. I'm not a vegan. Most people aren't. I love hamburgers, steaks, tacos, all that stuff. I love them. Uh, there's, it's a balance to be had, though. You can be an animal rights activist and eat meat. I think so, at least. Because, again, in nature, there is a balance. And I use this as evidence for God's existence, too. Because when you look at the history of evolution, when you look at the history of wildlife and animal life and see how complex every single component of the ecosystems that we live in, and when you remove one part, the whole ecosystem collapses, that shows an intelligently designed and beautiful creation that we have been held responsible to uphold, and we have utterly and completely failed. We have utterly and completely failed. And that is something we must change. That is something that is a disgrace to humanity, but a disgrace to God himself. Because he created these creatures with the intent of creating a beautiful and diverse ecosystem. For us to live and flourish in with the promise that we would take care of his creation properly. And this also leads me to another point of we must have balance in our views. Whether in politics, whether in religion, whether we're talking about animal rights or what we should do with whales and dolphins and, and all, all, the, all the animals in captivity. Um, we must have balance. We must see both sides. This is a problem with today's culture. You go both on radical views and never listen to people's viewpoint that may be different from yours. And this is why I've been having conversations with people on Instagram. It's a great thing about social media. You meet new people with different views. I've been having this discussion with someone that is a big fan of SeaWorld, that goes there all the time, that has relationships with the whales, and I find that fantastic. I find that really awesome. But I have disagreements with her about their situations in captivity. Now, of course, she knows more than I do about it because she goes there a lot more often. But it is a question of the morality on whether it is right to keep them in an unnatural, controlled habitat. So what is the best solution to this? I honestly think uh, that the best solution is to put these whales in, in a sanctuary, in a place that it can be controlled limitedly, that gives them more space, but also allows them to live freely to the best of their ability. My friends, the lesson I want you to know today is have balance on your views. Always stand up for what is right and what is just, no matter what other people think. But always remember that you may be wrong in your beliefs, in your opinions, and in the facts that you think are right. But again, stand up for what is right, even if no one else is standing up. Now, again, I mention Blackfish all the time. I mention these orca documentaries that I've been watching lately, and they say the solution is a don't buy a ticket. 
Don't buy a ticket to these places. Now, let me ask you something. If, if your view is to uphold the well-being of these animals, that costs a lot of money. It costs millions upon millions of dollars to maintain just the orcas themselves, but all kinds of other animals at these marine parks. So, if you withdraw your money, if you withdraw your funding, then it is not just a corporation that suffers, but also the animals. So whose interest do you have? Would you rather give your money to an evil corporation, but when that money goes to the life of the animals and helps take better care of them, would you rather have that, or would you rather boycott, hurt the corporation, but also hurt the animals? Which one would you rather choose? And I pose that question to you today, my friends, because it is something that we must consider when having this discussion. And once again, how do I relate this back to Christianity? I relate it because God specifically commands us to care and be responsible for the creatures that he has created on earth. And even if he didn't say that in the Bible, the Holy Spirit leads me to stand up for the beautiful creation uh, that God has created. My friends, appreciate the ecosystem that we live in because God made it so specifically and so beautifully, and he gives us the ultimate responsibility to take proper care of the creatures on this earth. And my friends, that is such a great responsibility, and it is such a blessing beyond belief that we have. Continuing on with the article, uh, it's talking about public pressure now. Keiko was born into a wild group of killer whales, also called orca in Icelandic waters. He was captured in 1979 at about two years old and spent over a decade in a small tank in a Mexican amusement park, isolated from others of his species. During this time, in 1993, that Keiko made animal stardom when he played a leading role in the hip film Free Willy, which tells the story of a boy who befriends and eventually releases a captive orca. The film's success in uh, I, I can't even read today. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, it encouraged people to free Keiko, uh, which sought to release him into the wild. There is a strong public pressure to release Keiko into the wild, preferably to his family group in Iceland, say the research. Yielding this pressure, Keiko's owners transferred him to Iceland in the summer of 2000 and in 2001. He was trained to follow a boat into the open water where Wild orcas were feeding. In 2002, he was fitted with tracking devices and once again led out to join wild orcas. This time, his trainers went high below the deck when Keiko approached in an attempt to minimize human contact. But the, lacking the necessary social skills, Keiko at first mostly floated motionless at the surface facing towards the wild ponds several hundred meters away. After 10 days, he returned uh, of his own accord to his penned-off area in a nearby bay. And we'll go ahead and stop there with this article, because it gives me all the stuff I need to have this discussion. Once again, this should have never happened in the first place. Us taking baby orcas or baby dolphins or whatever other animal you want to specify, separating it from its mother, and the strong... There is a very strong social bond between the mother orca and the son orca that is very imperative to understand when having this discussion. But taking that is psychologically damaging 
to the killer whale. I think at least. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, so these are the evils that happen. And we will continue to speak of the evils in society. We are about to move into season three of the podcast. And in season one, we focus on apologetics. Season two, we focus on building a relationship with Christ. And now moving into season three, we will focus more on the injustices happening in, happening in society. And happening with our relationship between humans and, and animal life, but also humans and other humans. We will begin to talk about the crisis happening at the border. We will begin to talk about, uh, as I already mentioned last week, Yemen. Crisis going on in, Middle East, in the Middle East. And any other injustices I can think about. We will begin to discuss these with the clarity and the open-mindedness that God has so graciously provided me. And I hope that he provides you too. And my friends, continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for the ministry so that we can continue to grow and continue to spread the word of Christ. And help us stay, try and stay as objective as possible in these discussions. I'm trying to get more guests on the show, but you know, some people are reluctant to have to work out schedules and all that. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go follow us on Instagram and share us on your social media platform so we can continue to grow, my friends. And until next time, I'm Ethan Foster with Common Sense Christianity.